Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the weekend mailbag. So for that, of course, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nibley. Chris, what's up, buddy? Eh, not too much. Just got back from the beach. So I'm nice and relaxed right now. Uh, nice, calm energy uh, coursing through my veins. I just love the fact that you have a beach house and I've never been invited. I'm hurt, Chris. I'm hurt. <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I don't tend to invite too many people anywhere because I tend to enjoy my time myself. Uh, and then usually when I go down the shore, I am usually accompanied by a female companion. Um, so I, I go down there with a, you know, uh, with some things in mind where other other people aren't really invited. This podcast just took an X-rated turn, so we are going to swerve out of that area and into answering questions before the very big deal gets us into some trouble. This is a family podcast, Chris, so we'll talk a little bit about Marcus May first because, as I'm sure you can imagine, we got a bunch of questions about him. And basically, I'm going to take the 12 questions or so that we got and boil it down to one little bit. And the question, more or less, if you break it all down, is are the Jets making a mistake? Is Marcus May making a mistake? Should a deal have gotten done, a long-term deal, rather than just this one-year solution with the franchise tag? And honestly, you and I talked about this from different ends. I saw you tweeted out about how it made no sense for May, and I tweeted out how it made no sense for the Jets. So really, I guess it makes no sense for either side in a lot of ways, because the way I look at it, Marcus May is 28 years old. By next offseason, he'll be 29. If he was 24, this might be a different discussion, but he plays a very replaceable position, and how many excellent years 
or very good years do we think he realistically has left? Maybe two or three, maybe. Best case scenario, when you're at that age, it's safety. So I wouldn't be rushing to pay him. The way I look at it is, if I'm Joe Douglas, let him play on the franchise tag and then see what happens at the end of the year, see where both sides are at. And I think for Marcus May, that makes sense too. Unless he's afraid of getting hurt or something, there's no major value for him taking a lesser contract right now. So I think for both sides, it's probably best that he just play this one out on the franchise tag and then they can both reevaluate at the end of the season. Yeah, it's funny uh, watching how every the arguments and the reaction is unfolding around this. Because, like you said, it, there's a lot of people saying, oh, the Jets need to sign him up. And the, the, the other people saying, Marcus just needs to take this deal. And I'm just looking at it and I'm going, no, they both need to just keep doing what they're doing. Uh, like, I think it would be great for the Jets franchise and organization. Like, ideally, it, the best thing for the Jets would be able to sign him to a deal. Um, whatever deal, you, you can call it a five-year deal, but again – we know all deals in the NFL, with the exceptions of some quarterbacks, um, but even those are still basically two to three year deals. Um, the guaranteed money is only ever two or three years. Um, but ideally, if you could get Marcus May on a reasonable number, it does all those things that fans are complaining about keeping the homegrown talent, not re- keeping your own players. There hasn't been a lot of them, all that stuff. And I get the appeal of all of that. But again, we're talking about Joe Douglas. And how many times have we talked about this already? Joe Douglas has a number in his mind. And he sets it and he sticks to it. And okay, so Marcus is a a team leader and loved and respected in that locker room. And that is absolutely true. And so... Joe Douglas probably bumps up a little back an extra into that. That that's probably calculated into his thinking already. Um, but it's still not a position of value. Joe Douglas will bump up his red line uh, to move for positions of value. We saw he did it with Carl Lawson. I saw people going, "The Jets won't ever sign anybody under Joe Douglas." I mean. What they they just were the highest bidder for Carl Lawson. They were highest bidder on Corey Davis. That's not even a, a, a like a huge value pick uh, position either. Uh, I promise you, as long as Quinn Williams keeps playing at the level he is, whether he even gets better or not, I promise you, he's going to get a long term extension because of his age and the positional value. And you brought up Marcus Bay's age point. And that's that's the whole thing in this. That's the monkey wrench and throwing, messing everything up here. Because Marcus May came into the NFL at such an advanced age, uh, he's still on. uh, You know, that first deal just ended. Franchise tag. He's gonna be thirty. If he was twenty-four, he would probably be more than happy to just take uh, a long-term deal, guarantee himself. uh, You know three years more salary, and then he'd be able to get that, uh, that second veteran contract. Right now, even if he was to be released from the franchise tag and he could be an open market uh, free agent now, that's still going to be his one and only like big veteran contract. 
because he's gonna he'd sign a three uh two or three year deal and then he's gonna be over 30 when he's going for his next one and you know he can squeeze out another year or two depending how good he's playing but it's not gonna be a big veteran contract this is his one opportunity to get it and <clears throat> so for the jets this is how this all also always works when you uh apply the franchise tag you start negotiating the contract but you negotiate so that the contract comes like below that franchise tag unless you're talking about like Aaron Donald is the clear best at his position you know Patrick Mahomes is the clear best at his position um then then it typically go, well, might go a little over that franchise tag but when a player like Marcus May gets franchise tagged, <clears throat> that's more than he's going to get um, on a regular contract salary. So at, Marcus May is sitting here saying, you know what? I'm just going to play this. You're offering me another contract where the, none of the years are paying me as much as just this year. So why would I do that? Because he's right now he's got a one-year deal. You take that down away and you knock off a little bit of money from that. And at most, he's getting a one or two year extension on top of that. It'll be a three year deal, but that three years turns into two years because he's already a uh, franchise tag. That contract's the same. Um, so it's just a very short extension for him at a lower cost where he can just stay with the franchise tag and then either hit the open market next year and still all it's going to take is one GM to overpay and watch, watch what happens every off season. One GM is going to be willing to pay more money than Joe Douglas. That's for sure. How much, I don't know how much to be willing to pay. It's going to depend on what team who needs safety help, all that, but somebody's going to be willing to pay more than Joe Douglas is willing to pay him right now. Or he could just stay on the franchise tag this year. The Jets could franchise tag next year. But guess what? That's even more money next year. So it doesn't make any sense for him to settle for less money just for a one extra year. Where if he plays this out, <clears throat> especially if he plays it out and goes into this offseason, the free agent, then he's got another a chance to actually tack on a, a three-year guaranteed after that. So you could make it into a four-year deal combined with this franchise tag money. And this franchise tag deal is probably going to be the most money he's ever going to make in a single year unless the just franchise him, tag, tag him next year. So it just doesn't make sense from a uh, logistical standpoint for Marcus May to accept an offer unless the Jets are going to pay for it like that they, they have to pay for that and it's just a an issue of bad timing poor timing because of his age that's really the sticking point in all this again if he was younger he'd be more willing to take the guaranteed money and the Jets would probably be willing to all pony up a little bit more too um <clears throat> but right now the Jets are looking at it saying hey we still got this year We'll see how everything goes this year. And then we still got an, an extra year we can play with the franchise tag if needed. And then you're going to be over 30. And then we can start looking uh, elsewhere. And that also allows them to, you know, 
uh, take their time to find a replacement for him as well. Whether they want to go next offseason and do it, or they want to wait and see how good LaMarcus Joyner looks. They want to uh, target somebody in the draft next year. They still have time to play with that. Ashton Davis, where is he in the progress? It still buys them time. So both sides, it, it only makes sense for the Jets to sign him if they can get him under that franchise tag deal. And it only makes sense for Marcus May to sign if he can get them to pay him over that franchise deal. That It's really that simple. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Next question comes in from Gigabyte Gangsta. He says, what's the best law firm name for a current position group on the Jets? I've got Joyner, May, and Davis. Nah, this is an easy one. It's the quarterback room. Wilson, Morgan, and White. That sounds like a law firm through and through. All right, so I like this. I like this question. I I, I had a lot of fun with it. I was looking at it, and because uh, I always like this, I love. Uh, there was a, a Parks and Rec episode where uh, Mike Sure shoehorned a joke about uh, the law firm, and it was named like uh, after like obscure baseball stats, like Warp, and like they they had the names to spell it out like that as an anagram. That was great. So you. Uh, I wanted to go like on D line to do something like Dwumfor, Fadukasi, and John Franklin Meyer and Franklin Myers, but that that's a little too wordy. That that's a little too much. So I'm going to go with the cornerback group: Gidry Hall and Hardy. That's not bad. And by the way, not a surprise. Mike Sure would shoehorn that into a Parks and Rec episode, since everybody knows he's a huge baseball fan and was the co-creator of the famous Fire Joe Morgan site, where he wrote under the name Ken Tremendous. So if anybody never saw that, definitely check it out. It was really funny because it was Mike Shore and a bunch of his friends who are also comedy writers who know baseball. So when you have that dynamic, it's always going to be a fun time. FireJoeMorgan.com is still up, I believe. So you can check out their archives, even though they haven't written anything new in quite a few years. Next question comes in from Jets fans since 1988. He has a couple of questions, actually. First, he says, why can't this team solve the kicker problem? It's not this hard. It's not supposed to be anyway. I'll be monitoring Tampa Bay's training camp just as much as the Jets to see if Bora Gallus gets released. Thanks a lot for that, Jets, as if I needed to see Tom Brady's face anymore. So we'll start with that, and then we'll move on to his next question. It shouldn't be that hard to solve the kicker problem, but it's harder than a lot of people think because reliable kickers don't grow on trees. I know you can get like a decent kicker, but getting a guy that can be there and be your rock for a significant number of years, it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's like closers in baseball sometimes. You get a guy, you just throw him into the ninth inning, and then he implodes. You see what's going on in Philly, for example, with Hector Neris where he just can't seem to close games out and then whoever they put in in his place can't get it done either. Sort of like that sometimes with kickers. But I do hope that the Jets take another look at Jose Borregales if he doesn't make it out of Tampa Bay's training camp. And I would like to see them finally make an investment in kicker it looks like Braden Mann showed enough promise that he could have solved the punter problem. I don't see why the Jets shouldn't be a little more proactive about doing it with kicker. Yeah, so me and a, a friend of mine, my friend Tyler, have been having this discussion about kickers for, I don't know, over 20 years at this point. And it started us, we started the conversation talking about college kickers and about how bad the college kickers were and how, like, 
how many good college programs had terrible college kickers. And we would always just be like, you can't just go pluck somebody off the soccer team and just be like, it's a little bit different, but you boot the ball through those posts. Like you can't just find somebody to do that. And as time went on, we started gradually being like, hey, we need to have these conversations about the NFL. There's not that many, like, there's a lot of like, good kickers, but there's not a lot of great kickers that you can rely on year after year after year. And also, year after year after year, there's like probably like 20 to 30% of the league who just can't find a kicker like a, a kicker that they can trust every year. There's a handful of teams that just can't do it. And now of course for Jets fans, it they've been that team year, you know, decade after decade, almost it, it feels like at this point. Um, so my, my point in saying all this is it is a lot harder than you think it is. And it doesn't make sense that it's as hard as it is, but for whatever reason, it is. Um, so, you know, they got to obviously hope that, that this kid from SMU can be the guy. He can get the job done. Uh, obviously, the, uh, if I don't know where their confidence is uh, in him going forward, but I think if somebody else would pop up and they'd be interested in that, they'll take their uh, look into him. Uh, but... Again, it's just it's just not as easy as you think it is. Uh, it, it, I can't explain why. It still feels like it shouldn't be that hard, uh, but it, it is. Um, I, I will, also, what I'll say is, still going into this off season. I mean, we've been we've had this discussion about kickers for so long, and we had it about man and. You know, I'm saying just go get the guy in the draft and keep drafting him until you get a guy so you don't have to worry about it. But for this season, don't worry about a kicker. Just worry about Zach Wilson. Worry about Elijah Moore. Worry about Carl Lawson. Worry about the things that you want to see hope and progress in the future. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. It's not happening. Don't stress yourself too much about a kicker. Um, eventually, yes, they're going to need to find one. But if it doesn't happen this year, you you can still have a hell of a season to, of fun and enjoy and get excited about the future. And then eventually, hopefully, you, you get one. But again, it, it isn't as easy as it seems, unfortunately. Jets fans since 1988 had another really fun question, but we'll get to that tomorrow when we kick off part two of the mailbag, because that'll wrap up part one of the mailbag. In the meantime, check out Chris's very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com and follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. And check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant has been putting up some phenomenal videos on our YouTube channel, so if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. He's got film reviews of Morgan Moses, Marcus May, C.J. Mosley, Quinnen Williams, and a whole lot more. Plus, we've got a flashback to my exclusive interview with Makai Becton from last year before he signed his Jets rookie contract so you can get some real insight into what makes him tick. It's all up there right now on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, so subscribe if you haven't already. And go ahead and give the podcast a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it 
goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital at playlikeajet.com.